Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Dormant Dispatch. My name is Ali, and before we get started, I just want to let you guys know that one of the audio files for our co-hosts unfortunately corrupted, and there isn't much that we can do about it. We did everything we could to salvage it, and we hope that you guys enjoy the first episode and the insightful conversations that our hosts had. We thank you for your understanding, and I can't wait to hear from you all. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what time you're listening to the podcast, this is Dortmund Dispatch, a weekly podcast on everything Borussia Dortmund. I am your host, Brooke, and I am joined by Abdullah and Pedro. How are you guys? I'm doing good, Brooke. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I just want to say thank you for everyone who is listening. It's been a pleasure to write about Borussia Dortmund and now start the pod, this podcast and talk about the team we love. There's nothing better than that. Uh, thank you so much, and we really hope you guys enjoy the show. Yeah, thank you for being part of it. Pedro, Abdullah, how are you doing? I'm doing good, too. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Um, very excited to get going here as well. Uh, first podcast of uh, Dortmund Dispatch, uh, first minute, hopefully. Yeah, first uh, episode of Dortmund Dispatch. We're at the start of the season. That season actually started when the DFB Pokal came uh, against uh, Schlotter Mainz, but the real deal starts on a Saturday when Borussia Dortmund takes on FC Cologne. So we will talk about what the team has been up to during the preseason, the transfers that the club has made, and the outgoing players. And we will also talk about uh, what the squad lacks and what signings must be done in order to improve the squad. And we'll talk about the upcoming games and uh, update you on injuries. So before we start the discussion on that, let's first talk about how we became Borussia Dortmund fans and how we started uh, writing about Borussia Dortmund. So Pedro, let's start with you. How did you become a Borussia Dortmund fan? Uh, it's a pretty simple story for me. Uh, I think I started to follow football around the 2010s when I really got into it. And uh, when I started following Borussia Dortmund, I think it was around the Champions League of 2013. Uh, it was a really, I mean, I've heard of Borussia Dortmund before, but I wasn't uh, aware of the team and its history. Uh, but the start of that campaign and the football they were playing, I just fell in love and uh, me and my friends, we just started following uh, all the Borussia Dortmund games. I, I think the the first leg against Madrid, that uh, 4-1 with the Lewandowski four goals was, I think, my favorite. And since then, and since we lost the final, I started following the, the team and uh, I'm still here. So, yeah, that's basically how I fell in love with BVB and also, of course, the fans. The fans uh, and the yellow wall, they're amazing. Yeah, I actually started supporting Borussia Dortmund when I was very little because at the time one of my favorite players were Thomas Rosicki and I started following him when he was at Borussia Dortmund and I was watching his games for Czech Republic during Euro 2004 but I wasn't really a diehard fan at, the, at that time because I mostly didn't watch uh, Bundesliga games but as I grew up and especially after the arrival of Jurgen Klopp I uh, started watching the games regularly and I remember the 2010-11 season when Borussia Dortmund won the league after nine years. It was uh, really an amazing experience for me and from that point on I started following the team more regularly and starting from about 2015 I started writing about Borussia Dortmund on different platforms uh, before joining Borussia uh, Dortmund uh, BVB uh, this summer. So. It's been, I, I think I've been a fan longer than Pedro, 
But Abdullah, what about you? How long have you been supporting Dortmund and how, what's made you support this club? Yeah, I don't want to start for the mood kill here, but I wouldn't say I support Borussia Dortmund per se, but um, definitely have a massive, massive admiration for them. So, uh, yeah, just like uh, you guys as well, yeah, I started uh, paying attention around 2012-ish. Um, so, when uh, for Manchester United went, so when Shinji Kagawa, there's a name for you, uh, when he, he um, was doing bits at Dortmund there, and he came to, of course, England, uh, that's around the time when I started uh, following Bruce Dortmund and sort of venturing outside of uh, the English football culture. So Italian League, Syria, and uh, Bundesliga was uh, two of the main ones I really fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Dortmund. Dortmund was when I was for the teams out straight away, yeah, fell, fell in love with as well. So uh, we, the reason we started this podcast is so that we can regularly Um, update our listeners and uh, Dortmund fans around the world about uh, the team and what we think the uh, about the progress of the team, what's happening around the team. So it's easier to talk about the team when we are using audio. Uh, when we write, we usually write on a specific topic, but using a podcast, we usually can cover so many different topics within an episode so that I think it's more beneficial uh, for all of us to do that so what do you guys think we will be able to accomplish using this podcast and what our listeners should expect from the podcast Pedro uh, I think that our listeners can expect uh, a lot from this podcast especially because we follow the burst Dortmund very closely and we watch a lot of games and on the website we do a lot of tactical analysis and a lot of playing uh, uh, scouts reports so we follow a lot of players closely and we just give tips of, of possible players that Dortmund could uh, sign in uh, during the transfer windows so I think we can bring a, a lot of knowledge and also uh, I think the defense side as well I think we can also uh, just give Dortmund fans uh, people who can talk to I feel like they are in a bar talking to us uh, talking about our favorite team So, yeah, I think that my expectations are really high for this podcast. Me too. So, Abdullah, what do you think? Yeah, I just echo that as well. Yeah, we do some really great stuff on uh, PVB Buzz, um, especially, for example, in the window. I've uh, just been covering all bases in terms of uh, transfers, goings and goings. And uh, on top of that, I just offering the concern to uh, players who everyone may not necessarily be familiar with. Um, so being able to provide that sort of insight uh, from our very good writers, uh, it's a pleasure here to read as well. Yeah, so we'll talk about the preseason about Borussia Dortmund had, um, because uh, most of the preseason results were very good. One draw against Chelsea, but the others were wins, and uh, we'll talk about that. We will see what the performance was like, and we'll also discuss about the ingoings and outgoings of the club so let's first start with the players Borussia Dortmund uh, shipped out during the summer transfer window Um, there are players like Angsar Knopf who wasn't even involved in Borussia Dortmund for the past couple of seasons because he was on loan at at, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt and he moved there permanently during the summer for 5 million euros and Tom Rotha is Currently at uh, Holstein Kiel in the Zweite Bundesliga, uh, he has been loaned out for a fee of 350k. 
the other uh, players who left Borussia Dortmund were all um, free uh, departures except Jude Bellingham who moved to Real Madrid for 103 million euros plus 27 million euros add-ons and Mahmoud Daoud went to uh, Brighton Rafael Guerrero to Bayern Munich Felix Paslak also left for free to Bochum uh, Luca Umbehan also left for free and uh, and Nico Schulz and Anthony Bodets were also players that Borussia Dortmund uh, let go during the summer so what do you guys think of the transfer business uh, Borussia Dortmund did in terms of uh, letting go of, of these players Abdullah let's start with you yeah, I think the three obvious ones that strikes are is uh, Guerrero, Darwood and uh, Bellingham, of course. Uh, Bellingham being the biggest loss, of course, just in terms of the way that uh, Dortmund have been playing, of course, uh, the past couple of seasons. don't think he was at his very, very best uh, last season. However, he's still a massive miss. But uh, I think we all knew he was coming one day. Um, but yeah, Madrid uh, started off pretty nicely the other day actually in the La Liga and Bellingham um, starting things off very smoothly there um, yeah but uh, Guerrero I think we'll, we'll go on to discuss a bit more in terms of the left back position in general but uh, yeah Guerrero 16 goals and assists um, in terms of contributions the last year um, really instrumental in the way that um, the wide areas uh, operated uh, if we're looking at um, his creativity and ball progression, that's a question mark that we have to really look at. Um, is, is there someone who is ready made who is able to replicate that? Um, but yeah, uh, the last one being Dawood, of course, uh, injury problems, yes, but if we're talking about an injury, uh, he, he's a guy that we kind of got to look at in terms of uh, big miss this season. I know uh, we're going go on about replacements that we've uh, brought in. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a miss, a miss in terms of the progressive passes per 90. Um, so 2021, 2022, we're looking at 6.6 progressive passes per 90. Um, so that's the sort of numbers that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, that should cover the top three in terms of who we think would miss the most uh, this season. What do you guys think, uh, Pedro? I want to hear your opinion regarding Ansar Knauf because... He had a very good time at his stay at uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. He has the ability to play wing-back in a five and a very versatile player. He had 3.7 tackles and interceptions per 90, which is a very good statistics for a 21-year-old. So do you think Bruce Edwardman missed out by letting him go? Um, yeah, sure. I think uh, Knauf could be a, a good contributor to the squad. I don't think he would change the level of the squad. Or I think he would be another option. Uh, I know he's much younger, but I would like to compare him to Wolf in that sense because he's also a player who can play on the flank and also as a right back. And uh, the way he contributes and the way he plays, it kind of reminds me the way Ansgar contributed to Frankfurt. So, of course, he, he's a young player and we miss him for 5 million euros and uh, Eintracht might... Uh, even sell him in the future, he might become better, uh, and I think we missed on that. But I don't think we missed uh, that much right now on Knauf. I think he'll be great for Frankfurt, and I'm grateful we got some money for him. 
but I, I think we have some other pieces in the squad that uh, we needed to fill, especially with these outgoings. Uh, speaking of the other ones, uh, I think we missed a really important element in the midfield, which was the Jude Bellingham. I mean, the way he played, he could play basically in any position in the midfield. In my opinion, he would come back sometimes to start as a pivot and help uh, in the ball progression, starting from the back. Uh, but he was also a great number eight and a great guy who contributed with assists and ghosts. So it, he's a guy who is really is going to be really difficult for Dortmund to substitute or try to make up for his absence. Uh, and f uh, for last, I think Dahoud, Dahoud was a good contributor. Uh, as Abdullah said, he had 6.6 .6 progressive passes per 90, which would be the best in the squad uh, in the season 2021-2022. And he was a really good player, good ball carrier. I think he would be interesting to have him in that position as one of the other alternatives. And I also think he could play the pivot in cases. But yeah, the injury problems and yeah, I think it was the t his time at Dortmund to just let him go. Uh, I think it's just a pity that uh, we let him leave on a free. And I think the last guy, Guerrero, yeah, Guerrero, I'm a big fan of Guerrero. Um, a little bit of a suspect to talk about Guerrero because I love the way of how he contributed offensively to the team. And he could play in the middle as a, as a number eight or he could play more in the flank as a winger. He is a great contributor to the team. I mean, last season he had 16 goals and assists. Uh, uh, summed up so yeah how can you replace that I, I think I, I would guess probably Guerrero would have uh, a, a spot at the starting 11 this season if he continued uh, aside with Khan and Brandt in the midfield uh, he, he's not a really good marker but I think you, he can compensate with that with his goals and assists uh, and yeah we're gonna need to find some way to make it up to it true uh, I agree that we will miss Jude Bellingham very much. If you guys watched this performance during uh, the game at, at Atletico Bilbao or Athletic Club on Saturday night, he was uh, he fit in at Real Madrid very quickly. He had a very strong performance, scored a goal, and he, it was another reminder of what an excellent player he truly is. And um, Rafael Guerrero currently is injured, couldn't help Bayern during the Super Cup. But during the course of the season, I think uh, I'm sure we'll see what a brilliant player he is too. So the players that Borussia Dortmund aren't going to miss uh, obviously are Nico Schulz and uh, Anthony Modest because both of them didn't have a good time at Borussia Dortmund, especially Nico Schulz who had stayed the previous season only because there was no buyer club for him and because of his uh, huge um, salary demands. Borussia Dortmund weren't able to offload him, but uh, an agreement has been reached during the summer, and it was a relief for many um, football fans that uh, the deal went uh, through, and uh, he was finally uh, off of the team. And also, Anthony Modest was an emergency signing last season, as you all remember, because of the uh, diagnosis of uh, diagnosis of Sebastian Allaire with. Uh, testicular cancer, so it didn't really work out. He wasn't the ideal player for Terzic's system, nor he was an ideal player for Borussia Dortmund because he usually uh, functioned in a team that played long balls and uh, played on the counter, but his style didn't suit Borussia Dortmund and he struggled a bit, even though we will remember his uh, goal against 
Bayern Munich uh, to draw the game 2-2 during uh, last season uh, around the, during the Hünrunde but I don't, I don't think he had a good season overall so these were the outgoing players so Borussia Dortmund went into the market and bought in three senior players uh, Felix Mecha came from uh, Wolfsburg for 70 million euros plus 2 million euros add-ons Marcel Sabitzer was signed from Bayern Munich for 90 million euros Rami Bensabani arrived from Borussia Mönchengladbach for free and Ole Polman was also up promoted from the youth team so these three signings uh, in Mecha Sabitzer and Bansabaini were the main uh, signings for Borussia Dortmund. I was initially very happy with the signings because I think Saipitzer is one of the best uh, players in his position and even though he struggled at Bayern during his first season and didn't really perform for Manchester United, we all know what a uh, good player he is at Leipzig and I'm also a big fan of Bansabaini. I've watched him for his national team and during his uh, stay at Gladbach since 2019 and he has been a very good uh, fullback even though he might not be as effective going forward as uh, Guerrero but he is a good defender much better defender than Guerrero uh, and Mecha I'm not really sure because he didn't play for a long time at Wolfsburg but his performances during the friendly against Ajax was very good and uh, some of the highlights I saw and analysis I saw regarding him were encouraging so I think he is a player that might develop and uh, given that Terzic and Kale uh, really trust uh, him and think he will develop I, I think we will see a good uh, development for him at Borussia Dortmund I want to hear what you guys think of the signings Borussia Dortmund have made so far so regarding the three main players the uh, Dortmund signs what do you guys think Pedro? No, yeah, sure. I, I, I liked our signings. I think uh, as we were talking right before the podcast, uh, we have a little chat before we start recording and we were talking about positions that we think we need some reinforcements. And I still think personally that Dortmund needs at least two more signings uh, besides, of course, uh, probably a defender who is advanced talks with Borussia Dortmund, the Bella Kopcha, which I think is a really good alternative uh, on the center back position. But I feel still think we need uh, uh, fullback uh, to replace Vince Baini in case uh, of injuries, of course, and possibly another striker, especially because Alea is going to be leaving Dortmund for the uh, African Cup. So, yeah, but from the names we brought, I think I'm pretty much satisfied. I think there are key positions. Uh, of course, we brought Mecha and Sabitzer, who are really different types of midfielders, uh, but they're probably going to occupy the same position, but there are different profiles. Uh, Sabitzer is a more experienced guy, and I think he's probably going to be the our starter. And from the preseason games that he participated in, I really liked his performances and the way he helped uh, with the build-up from the back and also his presence uh, on the outer areas of the our uh, attacking systems. So I think he's going to be really a positive um, player for our team. Of course, he's not Jude Bellingham, and it's going to be really hard to make him uh, a, a similar substitute to Jude. Uh, but I think he's going to be a great contributor for the team. Um, in terms of Nemecha, I, I, really, I like Nemecha, and I like his performances. And uh, I think at the f in the first few videos and uh, highlights I watched uh, from him on Wolfsburg, I thought he was a pretty. They ha he has some pretty similar skill sets and tools to Bellingham, 
in a sense that he's a good ball carrier, good dribbler, and he's a guy who likes to go offensively, and his progression seems pretty good to me. But I, I think he might lack in effectiveness at times when in attacking, uh, when attacking, and of course uh, he doesn't give the same rhythm to the midfield that uh, Jude did. I, I think he's young. And I think he has the potential to do it, but I, I still think probably Sabitzer is going to be uh, our starter with Nemecha having a little more time to develop. And at last, Ben Sebaini, I think it was a great signing. Uh, he's, we really needed uh, some stability in defense because at the same time, Guerrero gave a lot of offensive options to the team. And of course, it's going to be really hard to substitute his uh, goals and assists. But at a, on the other hand, Ben Sebaini is going to give us more insta uh, stability on, the, uh, on that part of the field. And uh, considering how many goals we conceded last season, that's going to be an upgrade. So... Uh, I think that those are my intakes from the transfers. Abdullah, what do you think? Yeah, that agree with most of uh, what's been said there. Um, just think in terms of we're going to be looking at the end of the season in terms of what our smartest uh, signing is. And I think we're going to be looking at Pennsylvania, especially given that he was on the free anyway. Um, in an area where we're very much lacking in terms of uh, left-back um, Obviously, with uh, Guerrero departure, it was very smart to just move in for Benzmaini. Uh, he's obviously capable of um, playing at centre-back as well, which we have seen uh, in parts of pre-season too. Um, the match, yeah, again, uh, with exactly what Pedro said, really. Um, I don't think we'll be seeing him start um, a block of games in terms of the first half of the season. I think for a player like him, we might see the best of him in the second half of the season. Um with uh, the preference for Tezzi to probably be in a brand and Sabitzer. Um, just in terms of Sabitzer, yeah, um, of course, um, he went to United on loan uh, last season. Uh, I do think they did do a fairly decent job there. Um, obviously, the injuries kind of uh, laying down in the end, really, which can run or put them to that launch spell. Uh, but I do think that um, if United did have the funds at the time where they had to make the option to buy Sabitzer, they probably would have gone in for him. Um, so his Nassant here is quite telling that he's a bit of a coup for Dortmund. Yeah, I do think he will be very instrumental in the way that uh, they'll be playing. And ultimately, yeah, um, Belling is not someone you can like for like replace. Um, so getting two or three profiles that add a bit of what he brought to the team, I think that's uh, perfect in terms of where we've been, where we've been going, in terms of uh, the personnel that we've brought in so far. But yeah, still, I still definitely think that a few more bodies are necessary uh, in order to compete in terms of depth. Uh, but yeah, good job so far. Yeah, uh, so Ben Sabaini has uh, had six goals last season. He had 62% aerial dual win rate, which is uh, also the top 1% for blocks and clearances. So she, this clearly shows his defensive ability. Savitzer had um, 5.88 progressive passes per 90, above average, uh, but uh, it ranks well compared to BVB's uh, squad. And he also had 0 0.16 uh, XG per 90. He made 2,100 total senior league minutes, uh, so also he overperformed his XG. Uh, his uh, uh, assist uh, probability by uh, 0.09. And uh, he's also on 81st 
percentile for take-ons completer, but just on 14th percentile for progressive carries. So all of these signings look very good. So I don't think uh, Borussia Dortmund are actually done with their business because there is still room for improvement regarding the centre-back issue. There has been rumours recently that Southampton's German centre-back Bela Kocap might end up at Borussia Dortmund and the teams are negotiating currently. Whether it will be a loan deal or a permanent move is not clearly known yet, but um, that's one possibility. And also, we were also thinking about or discussing before the podcast about the possibility of Borussia Dortmund signing a backup left-back because currently Ben Sabayin is the only true option at left-back and uh, if he gets injured, then Rearson will be have will have to be moved from right-back to left-back, which leaves the right-back position to Marius Wolf, even though he performed well at that position when called upon. I don't think he is the right solution for the right-back spot. So as long as we have Rearson, I think we should play him at right-back. So what do you guys think regarding the defensive reinforcements, Pedro? Well, I think it's um, it's, pretty, it's been pretty good for now. Uh, as you said, I still think we need another fullback to be a, a sub-option to Ben Sebaini because uh, in case uh, Remy just gets injured and we have to play again Rayerson on the left, which is not the place where he plays his bet. He basically just fills a hole for the team which is good, it's positive for him as a player, but I really think he exceeded in the past few games I watched uh, from him on the preseason. And I got more confident uh, as more as he played that he could be always starting right back. So he could be really uh, a stable option both defensively and also he was pretty uh, good offensively as well. So I think he is going to be him and Remy uh, our fullback options uh, as Wolf being uh, a backup for Rayerson, but we don't have that option uh, on the left side. And Tom Roth, he's also uh, on loan. He has been had some highlights and some good performances uh, at his team right now, but I still think he is a guy who needs development and we need an option right now in case Vincebaini gets injured. In that sense, uh, I think Dortmund should be looking in the market for a new option. Uh, but in the centre-back position, uh, I really loved Bela Kopcha. I think it was an option I was thinking about Dortmund going on the market. I was begging, please, Cal, just go for Bela Kopcha. He, he's our for option for sure, especially because of how young he is and how he can be uh, uh, inherit Hummel's uh, position on the team because Hummel, even though he still performs... Uh, excellently i think he is getting older and at some point he's going to decline in a performance standpoint so i think Belakopcha, if dartmund completes the signing it's going to be a great option for us and hopefully it's going to be alone with a further option to buy it later because according to watsky as in an interview he did told build Dortmund used, I think, mostly 60-65% of the fees of, that he would be reinvested on the team right now. And accor- according to our calculations, uh, they still have a little bit more than 60 million euros to spend, uh, except the money that we spent previously. So it would be good to have Bela Kopcha as uh, a loan option, and then we can buy him later if he performs well and he, he fits good on the team. And we can also keep the money for the other options that we are talking about, uh, like the fullback and, of course, a striker option when Alaire leaves for the African Cup. But uh, what do you guys think? 
I think Pela uh, Kochap is also a very good uh, option, like you said. Also, uh, regarding the uh, center back situation, Kulibari has left to Antwerp, if I'm not mistaken. The deal is done, right? Yes, I think that that's it. Yeah, he already left. So, yeah, I think regarding the center back issue, it's likely that Borussia Dortmund will uh, sign uh, another center back in order to strengthen the depths in that uh, part of the field. So that's what we have to say regarding transfers. Uh, let's talk about what the uh, squad is like when uh, the first game of the season against FC Cologne uh, comes around. I don't think there will be too many changes to the starting lineups from the one we've seen during the Pokal game. Uh, even though some of the players are injured, I think uh, Sula will be available after he recovered from injury. And uh, so that's one good news for uh, Borussia Dortmund. So what do you guys uh, think about uh, the first game of the Bundesliga season? Is this team really in a good uh, way to start the season with a victory regarding the what you've seen from the preseason games and regarding what the transfer activity has been? Is there anything that worries you going into the first game of the season? Um, yeah, like you said, I probably expect the same, roughly the same team to come out and um, in the local game. Um, in terms of what we've seen in pre-season so far, I think it's uh, quite encouraging in terms of the results, but also uh, the way the new signings have integrated in, for example. Um, so I think there's some definitely encouraging signs there. Uh, couple of good points from yesterday, for example, we can take is um, Haller, Haller um, getting a brace there, um, Kobel coming back, Kobel in that injury problem, um, so it was quite a pleasant surprise seeing him there as well, and uh, generally, yeah, just uh, a couple of people coming back from injuries, um, that is uh, quite quite good in terms of uh, Schlotterbeck, uh, of course, definitely, um, seeing him back, um, coming on. There was a bit of doubt whether he'd be ready for the season opener, uh, but definitely instrumental in the way that uh, the defence operates. Uh, so it's good to see him back there. Uh, so they, uh, um, hopefully we can see the partnership obviously and she lost him back there. Anyway. Uh, but generally, yeah, I definitely say the, the team that came out uh, last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, regarding Cologne, they've lost players like uh, Jonas Sector and Skahiri. To Skehri went to Eintracht Frankfurt. Jonas Sektor, as you know, is very important uh, player for Cologne for the past few years. He was their captain, and uh, while being a German international, even though he his form dipped in the last few years, he has been a very crucial left back. Also, he pl- played in midfield, so losing him will be very uh, difficult for them. Uh, Tigges, who was at Dortmund could not, uh, miss this game and Mark Utz and Telemann also might not be available for the Cologne game so do you think uh, Cologne has the strength to challenge Borussia Dortmund uh, away from home Pedro well uh, I think don't think uh, Cologne uh, it's gonna give a, a lot of work to or it's not going to make Dortmund struggle a lot in this game, especially if Dortmund performs the way we expect uh, them to perform. 
uh, definitely losing uh, an experienced guy like Hector and, of course, Kitty, which was a great ball carrier, probably one of their best players. Uh, yeah, that's going to cost them a little bit. Uh, they could miss Diggs as well, which wouldn't be a bad option at Dortmund right now, being that tall guy that helps on the press, being the third option um, after Alaire and Mokoko, of course. But yeah, I, I think pretty much uh, Dortmund should be... Uh, able to or should at least try to dominate them uh, at our domains uh, i think the team is pretty much settled with kobo of course our options are rare and Benzibaini. they're good i'm curious about uh, if sul is going to play but considering sul plays i think homos is going to be the start as well and that's going to be a good competition during the season because even though Schlotterbeck is a young, promising player that I really liked watching at Dortmund last season, Hummels is still performing really greatly at his age. Uh, he's still lacking a little bit physically, uh, which is completely uh, normal. And But I'm still curious about who's going to be the starter uh, dur during, uh, as the season go goes on. And the midfield, I think we already know it's Kahn, Sabitzer and Brandt. And I'm not sure about Adeyemi. I don't think he's going to be available. But I think it's going to be Malin, Royce, and Alain are going to be a good trio to really press Köln and try to get the three points at home. I think we should dominate uh, like we did the past game at the Signal Duna Park, which was a 6-1 victory. So I hope we repeat uh, the same scoreboard this time. Anything uh, specific you guys should think Terzic should do in order to make sure of the win. What do you think the tactical approach for the game should be like? Let's start with Pedro. Okay, uh, um, about a tactical approach, uh, I'm really liking to watch Dortmund's preseason. I watch all the games and it was interesting to see how there are few things that we still need to get um, more, uh, it still need to be a little bit more clear to the fans in terms of tactical strategy and the way it will go on with the season and with the new signings, of course. There are two things that worried me, especially during the US tour against uh, Man United and Chelsea. Uh, first thing was the way we pressed, which was a little bit sketchy and unorganized at time, which um, allowed the, our opponents just to escape that press pretty easily and just lift us with less players to defend. Uh, so in that sense, I think our pressure should be a little more organized and we shouldn't go emotionally, just go crazy to go after the ball carrier and then uh, let them just escape to our pressure. But it got better uh, against Ajax and in the past few games uh, against of course, we didn't get that much pressure on the Pokal game, but against Ajax was a, a good example of how the pressure could be better and how it should be more organized. And I think that was one thing that really left our defense defensive system in a really bad shape to defend. And that's why we conceded so many goals. So I think that's a positive and was, it would be interesting to see how we will develop through the season. And another thing that worried me from the games against United and Chelsea were was when we were pressured so we didn't have we only have one pivot coming back to help both center backs and our fl our flankers our left and right back were really on the wides just to try to get the um diagonal ball directly to them so they can progress and find any options in the, on the attack when when the uh, pressure was aggressive and it was hard to find options especially against chelsea we struggled a lot and it was hard to carry the ball through the opponent's field and we basically couldn't have the ball at any point of the game. 
So I think we need to find more tactical options or maybe, of course, a bitzer or some the other eight or maybe Hoist can come back and help a little bit more in that sense. Maybe a few long balls, but more in, in just strategic, not we have to go to long balls all the time. But I think we need to find other alternatives to the aggressive pressure systems, where, which we're going to find against, for instance, Leverkusen, Leipzig, and Bayern Munich, of course. So, yeah, I think those are the technical things that we need to work on this game and, of course, uh, until the end of the season. Anything you want to add, Abdullah? No, I pretty much um, echo what we said there. I think um, one of the main strengths is the midfield. I think the idea that... Um, the midfield is very interchangeable, which will definitely help us in the real real depth of the season. Um, I think you'll see a lot of that being used in terms of the way that he wants his team to play. Um, still, yeah, not too clear in terms of that, given um, there's a lot of them, because of this interchangeability, uh, are able to play as sixes and eights. Um, but I do, I do reckon that... Um, something that will be very interesting to watch as soon as, uh, as, soon as the season gets going. Yeah. So I think um, mostly Terzic's side, especially last season, didn't have many problems playing at home. Borussia Dortmund have once again managed to make signal or festival stadium, as the fans would only like to be called, uh, as a fortress. It has been a very uh, encouraging performance at home. I think uh, the team lost only one game throughout the season. It was the Bremen game also, uh, which was a, cra- a crazy game. Uh, so it doesn't even count, I don't think. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, it was. it's a good way to start the season, um, uh, a home game against Cologne. So I'm expecting a big performance from the players. So do you guys, uh, wor- uh, are you worried that it will be difficult to replace Adeyemi while he's out injured? Do you think, what uh, do you guys think is the right solution to address that issue at the moment? Um, yeah, if you don't mind, if I j- jump in first. Uh, uh, when we're discussing Adeyemi, I think he was one of our most promising signings from last season. And of course, it's going to be really hard to... Um, find a solution that it's being as effective as him. Hoys, of course, has been playing uh, as a winger and he can play there and he can um, just make turns, take turns with Brunt to try to find alter- uh, passing alter- alternatives at the left flank. But yeah, of course, we also have Malin who can play there. But yeah, we have Bino Gittins who is not available at the time and Durenville, unfortunately, he got injured in the preseason, which was uh, very, uh, I was pretty unpleasant with because I was excited to see how he played uh, and to actually see what he could give the squad right now. And it's even I think I wanted to discuss with you guys because I was thinking that we might might be necessary for us to go to an extra winger. Because even though if you have Reyna and he can play in the in as a center attacking midfield as well, he's injured all the time, or he ha- he unfortunately he has a- injury tendencies, so uh, I'm always worried about the wing position because I, as much as I like Bano Gittins and I wanted to see more on Durville, but I'm really impressed with his. Uh, his just by scouting him and watching him play, that I wanted to see what he could, he can provide, 
for Dortmund, but I think we might need a more experienced option just to give uh, that safe blanket to the youngsters so we don't put all the pressure on them if anything happens. Uh, what do you guys think? I think uh, it will be difficult to find an experienced player who will be a second uh, fiddle to Malin in Adiemi when Boozer fit because uh, the Bionic Athens, Reina and Dorneville are all young players and they maybe they might not mind being used as a substitute or a rotating squad player and reports are suggesting that Hazard will be moving to Ace Monaco if the deal goes through so I don't think he will be an option but even though we might keep him I think Hazard might be the solution that you're um, suggesting other than that I don't really see how we will be able to find an experienced winger who will mostly spend the season on the bench what do you think Abdel? Yeah, I don't see that changing either. I think uh, going into the season, yeah, uh, Brandt is probably the safest option in terms of uh, when Adiemi is in there to be able to start there. Um, but I do have, I just, I just have real good faith and a good feeling about Jamie Benoquita this season. I know he has had a injury problem, but um, I really think that this is his previous season. So hopefully that is the case. Um, and um, yeah, maybe we can see something replicated like uh, Jaden Sancho. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually more excited and more optimistic about the chances of Dorneville um, breaking into the first team and contributing more than Bione Gittens because I've seen Bione Gittens quite a lot in Dortmund shirt and I haven't been convinced by his performances because he usually takes up position and tries to dribble every player he uh, faces rather than making the right decision or finding the right pass. He's um, a bit immature or uh, he's a raw talent. But I, I've been impressed uh, by Dronaville in the few games I've seen him play, especially during the last match day of the Bundesliga in the 2020-23 season. He was very uh, dynamic, very good coming off the bench and he was one of the reasons how Weidrothman tried to uh, score, uh, were able to score and try to attack more. So I think he's a very good player. I'm not saying Bionic Gittens is not a good player, but uh, there is a lot of work to be done for him to be an uh, essential player for Brazil Dortmund. We all know the talent is there, but uh, uh, needs some work. Also, Reina, the problem, as you said, is uh, injuries. I don't think, uh, I don't really know how long the club and manager will uh, be patient with this player because he is continuously getting injured and being sidelined because of that. Uh, he's a talented player and he has been performing very well since his introduction to the team in 2020. But uh, injuries are keeping him from uh, delivering his uh, best performance. So that's what I think about uh, the wide attackers. So anything you, want, you guys want to address regarding the squad issue? Do you see any gaps or concerns? ahead of the Cologne game? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I think just coming back to the the winger um, 
subject, I think. Uh, honestly, I didn't even remember Hazard because I already consider him uh, not a Borussia Dortmund player anymore. And personally, I'm not a big fan of him. I think he can contribute and he can also play uh, as a right back as or left back as he played uh, in different occasions. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of Hazard and I think he's probably going to be sold. So yeah, I'm just really worried about the injuries and how they can put the youngsters in moments of big pressure, which... In Dortmund, it's usually good because we have our Jado Sancho's and Jude Bellingham's, and the, those guys incredibly always show up for us. But of course, I think it would be maybe interesting to have another, a little bit more experienced option. I think we were linked with Somerville from uh, Leeds uh, during the beginning of the the transfer window, which I think would be a good option, or maybe to get one of those players of, of uh, with a loan fee and with, with a mandatory buy option later um, but yeah th that's something I'm, I'm still worried about and I think we're going to see what's going to happen through the season uh, if you get too many injuries and if the youngsters are not performing at, this, at the level that we uh, hope that they perform so in, but besides that uh, of course I think as we said we we need uh, another uh, left back or another fullback option uh, to make up to if Ben Sabaini gets injured or something as well. Uh, also, uh, it's good to point out that Bueno had a really good preseason, really interesting player, a, a, an attacking uh, left back which uh, with a lot of upside, but I'm not sure if he's going to be used in the first team uh, at the moment. So I think that would be an interesting position uh, that Dortmund should look into the market. And um, I was thinking about maybe another... A midfield option uh, in case of injuries as well but i think i have we have a lot of players that could rotate in those different eights and number 10 positions uh, we also have pullman who also come on the team on this transfer window and he had a pretty decent preseason I, I was positively uh pleased with his performances and he could be another backup option in case anything happens or could be an option on the bench uh, and, but besides that, I think our midfield is okay. And of course, the striker, I, I think, as uh, Abdullah said, we probably need another option in, when Alaire leaves for the African Cup. And probably in, uh, j just to have another alternative to Mukoko, a, a tall guy who can also place uh, goes in, into the pressure, who is quick enough to uh, help the team when we pressure and we attack the ball. So, yeah, I think those are the gaps that Dortmund still needs to work on before the season starts. So, lastly, let's talk about what you guys expect the result will be on Saturday when Dortmund hosts Cologne. So, I think Dortmund will have a big win to start off the season, probably a 4-1 win to kick off the season. So, what do you guys think? What do you expect to happen on Saturday? Pedro? Uh, in terms of uh, results, uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty feeling optimistic and I'm excited to see what the team displays against a team that will probably d defend the whole time and try to find those gaps in our defensive system. But yeah, I think I'll go with you. I think uh, I'm also working in, a, of course, I'm also contributing to a, in a Bundesliga page in Brazil called Bundesliga Insider. Yeah, of course, if you guys could follow that page on Twitter, that would be amazing. And I think my prognostic for the match was a 3-1 win. So I'll stick to that. Abdullah, what about you? I think we will carry the momentum of preseason right into the first game of the season. And it should be straightforward for, for 
So let's hope Borussia Dortmund will get the job done. Everyone, thank you for listening to the first episode of Dortmund Dispatch. We will talk about Borussia Dortmund weekly for throughout the season. So thank you also, Pedro and Abdullah, for joining me for this podcast. So you can tell our listeners before you go where uh, they can find you on social media. Pedro, where can they our listeners find you? Guys, thank you so much for the time to listen to us and talk Borussia Dortmund. It's been an amazing experience and I hope you can join us for more episodes here at, at this podcast. And you can find me on Twitter and social media at, at del, D-E-L, underline Pedro23. I'm a contributor at the BBB Buzz and I also write some stuff in Portuguese as well as I'm from Brazil. So if you're Brazilian and you're listening to this podcast, please follow me on Twitter as well. And I see you guys next time. Okay, thank you, Pedro. Abdullah, what about you? You can find me on Twitter uh, at MXMNYT and as well as um, on the website for BBP Buzz. You can also find me on Red Devil and Matter at Manchester United's um, site club. So catch me there or on Twitter. Okay, thank you. And you can also find me on Twitter at BrookGE, B R O O K G E. So that's where I, I'll be tweeting about Borussia Dortmund and uh, other football stuff. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye guys.